0: Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. Allow me to introduce today's guest. All right, inspiring people in places. Happy New Year, even though this is probably going to air a couple of weeks into January. It is the 4th of January, and I am excited to welcome back a guest that, before I got on the show, we were, we were chatting about why is he back on the show. I'm, I'm excited to bring him on. Uh, a couple of things that stand out about this guest. One, he comes from the owner's side. Two, he is a real live DOD to AEC, meaning he, he served in the military as a veteran. So we are kindred spirits in that regard. But three, inspiring people in places is all about education, innovation. Uh, he took some of the inspiration from being on our podcast, went back to his organization. And they launched their own podcasts. So I am excited to welcome Howie Ferguson back to the show. Howie, how are you, sir? I'm great, BJ. Proud and happy to be here, and happy New Year to you too. Thank you, sir. Hope your holidays were good, and hope uh, is set for a great 2024. So, just to give everybody kind of the elevator pitch of who you are and what COA is and what COA does, let's let's start there before we dive into to what's hot.
1: Yep. So the the real quick version of me. Civil engineering grad, University of Florida, 1990, served uh, nine and a half years in the Navy. Civil Engineer corps, NAVFAC, CBs, if those terms are more familiar to people, did a variety of things. Construction, CBs, public works, master's degree, et cetera. Anyway, I got out in 99 and went to go work for my honor, University of Florida down in Gainesville. Ended up being there for about 18 and a half years through 2018. And during that time at UF is when I got introduced to this organization called COA because COA has a chapter in Florida, left UF in summer of 18, threw my hat in the ring for this COA job, thinking, yeah, right, what do I know about nonprofits? Shockingly, they hired me, and shockingly, even more, I'm still employed five years later, so uh, (laughs) it, it worked out. COA is basically BJ, an organization we're actually celebrating, if you can see my logo, our 30th anniversary this year, which... In some ways, it's, oh, yeah, I've been around forever. But, I mean, AIA and AGC are like 100 plus. So we're like toddlers compared to them. <laughs> we're just starting. We exist to help owners, facility owners, be better owners. That's the, that's the elevator pitch. Now, you don't unpack that. it gets. There's a lot to that. Primarily, we're trying to help them deliver better projects, improve their project delivery processes. And this last piece is kind of a newer thing, last four or five years. Maybe also improve the experience. Like this, this is pretty hard work and complex stuff. Sometimes it does not have to be surgery without anesthesia or gut wrenching. It actually <laughs> can be fun, and so we've got a little bit of focus on that as well. In addition to just trying to do projects better than the usual measures of success, you know, schedule, budget, quality. But hey, gosh, can we have a little fun too? Maybe possible.
0: Amen. That's- I I and I find that. We were talking before the show. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna go into the education side, but let's talk about the culture of a project team because I think that the owner has the loudest voice in the room when it comes to how do we as a project team approach this. They're the bill payer. They are the the one with the requirements. They're the one with the budget, and they they get to set the tone. And sometimes owners approach. Large capital projects as I'm shifting all of the risk to you and you being industry, and fix all of my problems, build my build my building, and you know, let me know when the ribbon cutting ceremony is. And they only want to be a part of the good times or or the or be the 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 mean voice in the room. Uh, and i'm i'm probably painting the the worst stereotype of an owner but the owner really has a lot of power so so how is coa approaching that that like hey owner you you get to control some of this experience for everybody
1: well that's that's exactly it and the good news for us bj we're kind of preaching to the choir like our dilemma when it comes to recruiting is that most of the owners who aren't the bad stereotype you just described are the ones that we can't necessarily interest, you know, doesn't necessarily move their needle now that could just because they don't don't know. We're kind of the, unfortunately the best kept secret in the industry, but I think some of it is there's a lack of humility and that's, that's Mm -hmm. the key part I think to what you just said. And there's, we have a whole thing about that called the co away. It's on our website. I won't go, I won't read the definite, but it basically has to do with the fact that two things. One, projects are all about people. Yay, BIM, yay, technology, yay, lean. You know, all these things that we've done for years and years and years, you know, alternative project delivery. Yeah, IPD, it's awesome. You can do all that stuff you want. If you don't have good people that somehow, despite their differences, can come together and at least respect each other, if not like each other, you're not going to have a good project, period. It's about people. And I think our industry forgets that. So that's part of it. The other part is of the co-way is this idea that there is such a thing as a good owner, and we don't mean perfect or goody two shoes. We mean fair, collaborative, timely, transparent to some degree, and a little bit humble. To me, BJ, that's the key. If if you as the owner, I mean, you still have to have you know procedures and rules, and can't be a softy. But if there's at least a little bit of here was my approach when i was an owner it was like i know a lot about this project because i've done my homework i've been working on it for months before you guys were hired but we hired you because you really you're really at design or engineering or building or whatever we need your input here's everything we know here's everything we don't know help us so it was like mm. a like a more humble approach and that set the tone right there along with maybe some transparency for example i would give The newly hired team some insight on our budget assumptions, even if they were stupid. Like, sorry, we came up with this five years ago, and the project finally got approved. So, you know, but here's here's what we assumed. Well, at least they know. That kind of transparency and humility, I think that begins to set the tone, and then leads to a people talk about collaboration and trust. But yeah, the owner's got to set the tone. BJ, hundred percent. And like I said, that was kind of long winded, but most coa we don't have to tell that to most of our members they they came to us already believing that right our, our challenge is getting the ones who don't think that way
0: yeah and so let's let's assume that we have some people that that maybe aren't thinking that way or don't know why why would they join coa talk to us about i'm sure there's there's what's the right not branches um local local chapters. chapters. So talk to us about where local chapters are, what are what are the local chapters doing. Assume there's some some networking and educational events that that you all put on. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. We it's a modest number in terms of chapters. We only have 10 and and I'll get back to that. And why is that? Why don't we have more over 30 years? I don't know if I can, I'm gonna try. I see if I can rattle them off. Maybe even in alphabetical order. That'd be pretty impressive. <laughs> California This is unrehearsed people. Florida, Georgia, two separate ones. Maryland, D.C., that's a single chapter. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Texas, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Okay, that one's out of order, but I think that's it. So we're kind of East Coast, little Midwest. Did I say Texas? Texas is its own region in Cali. Yeah, they're, what you just described, BJ, they're very much into educational events, social gatherings, hard hat tours is a real popular thing because that could just be an hour. Hey, let's go for this project. Very different in terms of several things. One benefit of having chapters is they are free to talk about and have content regarding what's hot in their area. Now, sometimes everyone's talking about you know recently supply chain, budget overruns, you know, that but then sometimes there's stuff that's more regional. Cool. So you guys talk about Texas stuff, and these guys can talk about Virginia stuff. So that's a benefit. The thing we've learned kind of the hard way, especially in my five years at the helm, uh, is that people, especially nowadays, especially post-COVID, are just, and by people, I mean members, potential volunteers, they're A, busier than ever, and B, more guarded with their free time, people striving for the work-life balance. So, what I'm getting at is it takes even more of a village for a chapter to succeed. And what that means mm-hmm. is we take a real cautious approach to growth. We've had discussions with members in New York State and the Carolinas about new chapters, and we'd love to do that. But we we frankly need a few more members to make that happen because it used to be like, yeah, these two or three people, they're real gung-ho. They're drinking the punch. Let's start a chapter. Doesn't work like that anymore. So that's why we have a fairly modest
0: number. And then from a membership, who, who is the ideal? Is it, is it healthcare centric? Is it education centric, higher ed, entertainment, sports complex, all the above?
1: Dude, it's like I paid you to ask these questions and I didn't, these are (laughs) fabulous. No, this is, this is one of our selling points. So our current makeup, and it's been this way for at least a decade, plus or minus on the, on the exact percentages, but the, the biggest chunk of our owner membership, you're a member of color, you're either an owner or you're an associate. That's basically everyone who's not an owner. So of the owner membership, which is roughly 160 owner organizations, the biggest three sectors are in order, higher ed, something like 80 different higher ed institutions, healthcare, and then government. Actually, I think government's now ahead of healthcare. Government is state, city, county, and the feds, GSA, for example, and the state department. And then all the other sectors are 2%, 5% smaller chunks, K 12 Biotech, Farm, Chick fil A is a member, they're kind of their own sector for now. So it's kind of a mishmash. But back to the hey, thanks, great question. Our big one of our biggest selling points is that we believe and we focus our content a lot more on the how than the what. And what I'm saying is you come to a co-event, chapter workshop, webinar. Three day conference, and you're a healthcare owner, you're probably not going to get a heavy, heavy dose of healthcare specific content. In fact, you almost certainly won't. Same thing for higher ed. Same thing. It, it's, we're focused more on the process and the how mm-hmm. and how to do it better and team building and leadership and soft skills and blah, blah, blah. blah so that, it, it, look, healthcare folks, you can learn from higher ed. Okay, you got your special healthcare things. Get that somewhere else. We're more about the common thread. We're kind of the generalists in that, so we don't necessarily. We're not trying to be higher ed dominant, healthcare dominant because we believe all owners, at least in the commercial realm, could benefit from each other. That's kind of our secret sauce.
0: Got it. And then, last question before we jump into the the new podcast that's coming out: What major events and where are they for COA this year?
1: Thanks for asking. So we have for our whole thirty-year history. BJ done two national conferences, spring and fall. It's a little unusual. I think CMAA does two a year, and it's not totally rare, but it's it's not the it's not the norm. This year, purposely in our anniversary year, we're doing one national conference in Atlanta, which is home for us in November. Dates we just signed a contract right before Christmas. It's November eighteen to twenty-one. That's four days. Typically, they're three days, really two and a half. So we are doing only one, but we've added a day. They're cool events and I'm biased, of course. You go, oh, he gets paid to say this. No, I I, I was saying this (laughs) when I was a volunteer. They're very boutique. This is not Greenville. This is not AGC, you know, their national conference. This is hundreds of people, not thousands. It makes for a more intimate setting. The great ratio of owners, typically 60, 65%, which makes the owners feel safe. They don't feel like they're in a marketing, you know, Chum in the water, if you will. Yeah, um, and it's great for the non-owners too because there's they're not you know sitting at a, every single table. I've got my competitors, so it's a good thing that way. Very owner-centric content, of course. Um, and there's a we get a lot of comments, and we're not even trying, but we get a lot of comments, especially from first-timers. Like, okay, this is great, and I learned a lot of stuff. I've got my CEUs, but also it's a very cool kind of friendly, warm vibe, and I think that goes back to the intimate, smaller. We've always talked yeah. about careful what you wish for. Like, ah, this is so cool. Why aren't a thousand people here? Well, if a thousand people were there, would it really feel? This so thing? cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Keep so. Austin weird, as they yeah. say.
1: <laughs> Keep going weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So let's, let's jump into the podcast. I mean, I'm, I am, if, if I played any part in inspiring this podcast, I'm super excited. But I, I just want to hear what, what you've got planned. How can we help? when's it coming out who are the guests talk to us
1: yeah well first of all you 1000 percent, you weren't the only one but if there was a if there was a bar chart or a pie chart you would be the biggest chunk of the pie and in, inspire you inspired people <laughs> particularly me and koa bj thank you no i'm not kidding i had such a great experience talking to you and it was so easy i was like Maybe we could do that. And we talked about it for a few months last year, and then we, we finally started uh, recording some episodes. So, yeah, we have recorded eight episodes that we're calling season one. It's going to be released next week, the first episode, and we'll cut them loose every two weeks, I think, is the plan. So far, as I told you in the, the pre-call, it's it's pretty inner circle. We're mostly talking to folks we know well, members not just owners, a couple architects, a couple of builders, and then some owners, mostly experienced folks. Part of season two will be to our younger folks. But a lot of what we're talking about, Jay, is in fact, it's kind of in keeping with the generalist theme of our educational content. We're not talking at all about, you know, hey, Bob, tell me how you guys do exterior wall assemblies out west. Like it's nothing, it's more about the like you and me talking. It's like the journey. And what have they learned and sage advice? And I'll give you a couple of examples. I don't have a hit list of questions, but we, we talk with almost all eight guests of the first season about how they handle tension or conflict, because so that's kind of fascinates me. There's no right answer. My way is with humor and sometimes it backfires, but that's my, that's my move. Other people, that have a, I, I'm kind of fascinated because it happens, right? Whether you're talking about with a project team or a boss or internally, and it, it's, it's a thing right? It's a big part of leadership. So handling tension, a big topic with almost all the guests was talent retention and recruitment. Mm. Very difficult these days, no matter which side of the table you're on, owner, builder, designer, whoever. So those sorts of things, you know, more so than technical, like, Hey, why do you like see them at risk? It's typically broader leadership. Hopefully folks young or not can, can learn from that's kind of our theme so far.
0: I love it. For season two, do we do we want to be referring you any guests? I want to I want to help make you a success. And what is the title so that we can we can send our audience to listen?
1: Yeah, man. And you should see it on LinkedIn soon. It actually is. We, we had all these other we did the typical right. Brainstorm all these names and and we're like, wait a minute. We already have this thing. I talked about it for five minutes a minute ago, the away. Oh duh, let's call it the Co-Away <laughs> podcast. So that's what it's called. The Perfect. Co-Away. It should you should see it on LinkedIn soon. A thousand per- percent yes on any referrals, but you're going to be getting an invitation to be our season a season two guest as well. Not just because, hey, let's reciprocate, but you have an interesting arc and journey yourself, BJ. And that's the kind of people we want to talk to. So look for an invitation for me I don't think we'll be quite as dialed in and technically savvy as you guys are with 120 but we're getting there
0: as I said it's it's reps at the gym if, <laughs> if, if you saw all of the shows that I recorded that never met the air and then listened to the ones in the early days and now you know 3 years later I, I it's it's interesting how you get more comfortable and and you get a little better the machine gets a little more well oiled so just keep at it. Uh, I don't think there can be, especially in our industry, there's a lot of industries that were that that moved quickly to kind of online education and, and content marketing in the way of podcasts. And for some reason, our industry doesn't or hasn't. So I don't think there's any lack of information and education that we can be putting out there uh, because I don't know who said it. I'll, I'll find this quote after the fact, but Ah, uh, people need to be reminded more often than they need to be taught, and I find that the more we're we're just talking about these issues, the more it's like, man, you know, you might you might listen to a podcast after leaving a meeting and be like, man, I wish I'd listened to that right before I went in that meeting, so I wasn't such an ass or wh- whatever <laughs> it was. Like you talked about, you know, if somebody hears about handling tension and they're stressed out about how to deal with. A you know, a bad contractor or a tough owner, or a—it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh man, yeah. Why am I not thinking? I'm, I'm overthinking this. Let me just let me just introduce a little humor to this conversation and see if I can break the ice. And yeah, who knows when somebody's going to hear what they need to hear. So yeah. to me, let's put out let's put out more content, and and whether it's being consumed by a million people or one person, if we can help somebody, we're helping somebody. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, so. that's great. More inspiration. This is like an inspiring. Oh, wait, great name. <laughs> no, it's, you're you're spot on, man. They're absolutely right. And we have no illusions that, you know, oh, my God, this is going to make Koa, like blow up and not be the best kept secret. It's way more about what you just said. If we can help a couple of members or a couple of non-members with something. And, you know, BJ, the other part, like using that paneling tension conflict example, it may not even be that they hear someone's and they go, Oh yeah, I like that. I'm going to do that. It may just be, damn, I'm not the only one dealing with Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: That's kind Amen. of part of it.
1: Like you're not alone.
0: Yes. <laughs> if, if, yeah, if, if I just had somebody tell me every time I'm dealing with a stressful situation, you're not alone. There's, there's a little comfort in that yeah, Exhale um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Inspiring People in Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE verified, service disabled, veteran owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people in places through project leadership. We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. How about on the personal side? What's going on in 2024 for you? For
1: me personally. Okay. Glad you asked. My family and I, that would be my wife, myself, or two grown daughters who live in Denver and Jacksonville Beach, the Denver daughter and her, her boyfriend, and the daughter in Jacksonville's friend. So six of us are going on an Alaskan cruise in June. I'm very stoked about this. I actually lived in Fairbanks, Alaska when I was a kindergartner. Dad was in the Air Force, and, but that's inland. We're going to be kind of hugging the coast, going south towards Vancouver whale watching other stuff it should be i'm I'm stoked it should be
0: very cool i to to kind of put an exclamation point on that my little sister lives out in kodiak alaska her and her husband were in the coast guard he's now an alaskan state trooper and they'll be driving to work and send like an iphone picture and it looks like the most beautiful postcard you've ever received so i, I mean i think i don't think that that cruise is going to disappoint
1: yeah we're we're pretty stoked although you know, I have heard some chirping about. Wait a minute, cruise! It's supposed to be Mexico, and I'm in a swimsuit. What do you mean I got to bring Gore-Tex? Like, well, yeah, a little nippy, but you're going to see whales. Yeah,
0: I've heard nothing but good things about Alaskan cruises. So, so
1: that's the big that's the big thing for us. And then, and then you know, coa stuff.
0: That's awesome. And then any topics on top of mind that you want to hit to close us out? That's you know, you know, it's it's on everybody's mind, or or. You know, it's it's a hot topic in Coa.
1: It, yeah, I don't know if it fits all of those or any of those, BJ, but it is on my mind, and it's something worth not just bragging about. But um, I think it's a good example of how Coa can make, even if it like your thing with podcasts to reach one person. If this helps, and I know it already has, then it was worth doing. So maybe a year, eighteen months ago, we had a couple of owner members, two or three, in different contexts and different mediums approach us, me and say, hey, does COA have any workload statistics? And I like, what do you mean? Mm. They're like, well, like we have X number of project managers and my gut tells me after 30 years in this business that that's not enough. And I'm looking down the road at the workload. And of course, this is not, one was a higher ed, one was healthcare. This was not sector specific. Um, but they're like, you know, try convincing the boss that you need more PMs. They're like, well, you're doing fine with what you got. Show me some data. <laughs> And you know, I got how many data. Point is, this these conversations led to us doing something that we don't typically do, which is conducted a survey of both members and non-members. We ended up getting about seventy owner organizations across all of the sectors that we represent, including some non-members, and got all this good data, the pretty good stuff. Like we were, I was crunching numbers in this giant Excel table. But it got to a point, BJ, and we're like, okay, I'm not a data analyst. This is too, I don't know what I'm doing. So I reached out to Dodge, who does know what they're doing. Yeah, Dodge Data and Analytics, the name says it. They took all the data, asked a few questions, crunched it, and produced a report last month that is pretty useful. We have shared it so far just with the 70 participants. Probably next month, we're going to cut it loose to members. And then at some point later in the year, we'll cut it loose publicly. Kind of a, hey, don't you wish you were remembered? You could have this data. But it's pretty good stuff because for exactly the example I gave, we already have one of those three people that has, oh, my God, this is awesome. I literally took that report, sent it up the chain, and said, see? That's what I'm talking about. We need more help. That's great. So I, I'm proud of that. That's a that's a worthwhile thing. And even if it was annoying people, all day, oh, my God, I answered this survey. It's for some good
0: use. So we're pretty proud of that. That's great. We we'll, we will try to convince you to put a little bit of a teaser statistic or snippet in our show notes, and then we're gonna we're gonna recruit some members. People are gonna sign up so that they can get access to it. <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, are there residuals involved? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to get my referral fee, but we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> well, Howie. Uh, Congratulations on the COA podcast. It's it's great to have you back. I look forward to uh, to getting that invitation and, and jumping on with you. But uh, in the meantime, I look forward to listening to to season one. And thanks so much for for jumping on with us today.
1: My pleasure, BJ. You're the easiest guy to talk to. And I I really am thankful to,
0: to be your guest again. Awesome. All right, buddy. Well, happy new year to you and your family and the COA team. And uh, wishing you all the best in 2024. Same. Thanks. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.